what was Joe Biden doing when he reached out to shake the hand of an invisible person? We think we have the startling answer. I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Bender and other Patriot guests. Today, we're talking about Biden's lies, visions, and possible hallucinations as he sits atop the most powerful country of the world. We have some film clips you don't want to miss, so be sure you're watching the video version of this Shout Out Patriots podcast, and you'll be glad you did. Welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm your host, Martin Moyer, and joining me today is Pastor Jason Bender of the Patriot Church, Alec Rooney, who is the news editor of Christian Action Network, Michael Moyer, our producer, and out of Columbus, Ohio, is attorney David Carroll, who's the chairman of Christian Action Network that is sponsoring this podcast. So welcome one and all. So today we're going to talk about Joe Biden and that mysterious handshake that he made after giving a speech at the AT&T Convention uh, Center in uh Greensboro, North Carolina, I believe it was. And what was behind that handshake? Now, if you are listening to this program rather than watching the video, I encourage you to stop right now and find the video of this podcast because we have a lot of videos that we're going to be showing and you're going to be missing out on an awful lot of material if you do not switch over to the video. So go to podbeam.com and look for the video of this episode 126. I really hope you do that. And so everybody's been miffed and a lot has been said and commented on about Joe Biden at the end of his speech reaching out and attempting to handshake with someone that is not there and then afterwards kind of stumbling around, looking lost, and uh, trying to find where he's supposed to go next. Um, and, well, first of all, let's go ahead and show that clip, Michael. God bless you all. All right, so that happened on April 13th at the AT&T State University in Greensboro, North Carolina. Now, I've read a lot about what people had to say about it, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, what's it, Politico or PolitiFact? Yeah, PolitiFact. PolitiFact, who's the, uh, you know, one of those fact-checking sites, said that he wasn't attempting to make a handshake. He was actually acknowledging the people over to his right and thanking them, which is kind of a bizarre interpretation of that, and I don't think anybody believes that. No, they have to come up in their imagination. They had to have been sitting in a room and, like, what can we spin this as in order to make this some some other thing other than him messing up on yeah, TV. And, and if he was going to extend his hand and acknowledge anybody, it would be the people actually watching him, right? The, you know, the audience, like, hey, you out there. But that's not what happened, and we all know that's not what happened. So I began to think as to what actually occurred here, and I am under the conclusion that Biden basically hallucinated that someone was next to him that was not actually there. And I 
have a re- lots of reasons to think that, but uh, let's first go to uh, Dementia Australia and find out what they have to say about dementia. And the very first thing that they list about the problem of dementia is hallucinations. I'm going to read this to you. Hallucinations are sensory experiences that cannot be verified by anyone other than the person experiencing them. Looks like what we just saw there. Such experiences may include any of the senses, but the most common are visual and auditory hallucinations. The person sees or hears something that is not there. I think that's what we witness here. It appears like that to me. It's the president of the United States seeing things that aren't real. And I think that's a pretty scary thing to, uh, you know, happen and be in charge of our White House. Um, So we have some more of this particular speech. And during the speech, Biden also, for some strange, odd reason that I can't figure out, turned his back on the crowd and started talking to the American flag. Now, I have turned that audio up to try to understand what was he saying to that flag. And uh, I still have no clue. What we do know, the only audio that is uh, something that you can understand is, excuse my back, but um, look at you. Okay, that's what he said. Um, Look at you. So let's go ahead and play the video where he is talking to the flag, Michael. American manufacturing. And if my... My dad were watching now, he passed away, but he's watching, he, he was mad at me, he said, excuse my back, that's what he apologized for. My back pain, I apologize. Excuse my back, I'm, I'm looking at you. <laughs> you know, why it's essential that the Congress. All right, so, excuse my back, I'm looking at you. I have no idea what the context was. You know, it's a pretty bizarre thing to do anyway, right? To turn your back on the crowd with the microphone in front of you. You forgot how microphones work, too. Yeah. (laughs) And there was some, a little bit of laughter. If you turn it up loud enough, you could hear the crowd laughing. Now, I don't know if they were laughing at something that he said that we couldn't hear, or they were just laughing at him for turning around and talking to the American flag. But we'll we'll leave that up for other people to decide. But we all can agree that that's kind of unique for a speaker to turn away from the microphone and start addressing the American flag behind them. Another thing that Biden did during that speech is he made the claim that he had been a full professor at the University of Pennsylvania for four years. And everyone that's tried to check that out has come to the conclusion that none of that's true. He never taught a class at the University of Pennsylvania. Now, he did serve as the Benjamin Franklin Presidential Practice Professor from 2017 to 2019, even that's not four years. So a professor who never taught a class. A professor who never taught a class. Now, Great job. I'm questioning, does, is Biden actually lying to us, or are these things he actually believes are true? And it's said because of his dementia. Uh, when we look at him trying to shake hands with nobody, it would indicate to me that he's hallucinating. He's seeing things that aren't there. And another problem of dementia is you start believing things that just are not true. 
And I think this is classic example of this stage of dementia. There's a couple of stories here, and David has a story. I want to share mine first. And the reason why I say that this is what I believe is happening is because my mother had dementia, and she was in the nursing home. And one day I came in, and she had this sad look on her face, and she told me that my uncle had just died, that he fell through the ceiling of where she's laying, through the floor of where her bed is, and down into a swimming pool underneath that, and he drowned and he died. And she totally believed this. And there was no way to talk her out of it. And forget the fact that my uncle had already been dead for almost a decade before he suddenly died in her presence the previous night. But she really believed this to be true. David, you have a similar story with your father. Would you tell us that? Yeah, my, my father had dementia. And I remember one night I was standing in front of him at the foot of his bed, and I said, Dad, do you know who I am? He said, yes. You're a highwayman. A highwayman, that's a guy that robs stagecoaches. <laughs> of course, he, he also told me at one point that he was a bagman for the mob, and he, he had to grab his bag and, I don't know, take it somewhere. That sounds it, it like was, a Biden. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, dementia's a pretty serious thing, and, and it's really scary to me to think that the finger that's on the nuclear button in Washington, D.C. may be a guy with dementia. I, I, I find that frightening. Well, I, I think what's even more frightening to me is not just a guy who has dementia, but a guy that is hallucinating things. I mean, what if he makes a decision based on a hallucination or a false belief that you cannot convince him is not real? And uh, I thought, well, if the people around him realize that the president just made a decision based on a hallucination, who has the authority to override the president of the United States then? And the answer is nobody. Nobody right. has that authority. So if the chief of staff comes in and says, oh, well, he, you're just making this up, Mr. President. You did not really see this thing. But if the president wants to do it and gives just the order, then that is a presidential order to the military or to the staff or to whoever he wants to make that cannot be overridden. The other problem is, well, let's say that the staff finally decides that they have a way of overriding Joe Biden. Who? then has that authority to make that decision. Is there going to be a White House staff war between different members of who gets the final say in this since none of them actually have the authority? Alec, you have a comment. You, you could make the, it's kind of a cold comfort to say this, but that might already be happening. Um, I think Biden is so old and he's so clueless. I mean, I, I, I remember in third grade, my third grade teacher jumping up and down and cheering because he had just been elected to the Senate because I grew up in Delaware. And I'm 57, and that's when I was in third grade, and that's when his political career began. So he's old. Um, but it could be argued that he's just, a, he's just a front. He's just a puppet. He's just a distraction. Everybody, somebody else is already making the decisions. Right, and we, we know that he's not making the decisions. I was listening to Fox News on the way here, and uh, Kaylee McEnany and some friends were talking about how Biden stated he wanted to go to Ukraine, and Jen Psaki said, no, you're not going to go. 
So we know that he doesn't have the final say, but I just want to share, and I'm not even making it up. That's that's legitimate according to to you know what the Fox commentators were saying. But I want to make some observations on these videos that we just played. Number one, and I haven't studied this in slow motion, but as I just look at that first video with the handshake, just a couple times and me seeing it, it appears that he puts the hand out prior to him turning around and seeing his imaginary friend. So to me, it looks like Joe Biden is expecting someone to physically be there. And, you know, it, as I look at it, so it almost appears like he's putting his hand out before he sees that there's no one there. So I believe that Biden thought someone was going to be there. Maybe his wife, maybe Kamala Harris, who knows? Maybe the Easter Bunny was supposed to be there. You know, I don't know. Uh, the second one. What was the second one that we saw? The second video. Him uh, looking at the flag and right, right. That. So the context of that is he's saying that my father used to speak with his back, you know, uh, towards people. So that was the context of that. So that one, I don't see Biden as crazy as we're making him out to be. I think he's just making a giving an illustration of his father saying, my dad used to speak with his back towards people and it looks funny because he's speaking to a flag, but that's the context of it. So I don't see that as, you know, as crazy as we might make it out to be. And then uh, the final one, right? We're in the age, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys, you know, get your thoughts here after this one. But we're in the age where um, we're, we, we identify whatever we want, right? Men are identifying as women and vice versa, and men can be pregnant, birthing people, all these different things. So why can't Joe Biden, in this crazy day and age that we live in, why can't he identify as a full professor? Well, you know, <laughs> perhaps that is what he's doing. I don't know. But if you take that in the context of the other faux pas that uh, Biden has made since he's been president of the United States and imagining that Jill Biden was once the vice president and that the current vice president is the president, uh, you got to question whether or not, uh, you know, these are just, oh, oh this will be kind of cool. I'll claim I'm the full professor at the he knows fact checkers. He knows they're going to look it up and come out tomorrow and say, this is not true. So it would be an, a hilarious, stupid decision to make if you didn't actually believe you were a professor. Um, talking to the flag, I, you know, that that is just so weird to turn around. I, I How many people have seen, been at an event where someone's in front of a microphone and completely turns the back to the crowd and says something unintelligible. Not, yeah, just and says something that doesn't even make any sense. It's not even, even if you're right, Pastor, that this is what my father used to do turn around back and say, You're talking, in what context does that even make sense? No, it, it doesn't. The it, whole context of what he said doesn't even fit with what he was talking about. So I don't know. Um, There's more and more of this kind of loopy behavior, though, from a lot of these figures in the Democratic Party, like Hillary and her strange cackling and Nancy Pelosi rubbing her hands together during the State of the Union speech. Don't forget Kamala's cackling, too. Oh, and Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris uh, has a good cackle going, too. Um, but I think that it's just the amount of strain these people are under knowing what they're doing and knowing how badly they are attempting to screw this country and how much everyone else is figuring them out, it's starting to wear on their sanity. I want to say I agree with, with Jason about his analysis, for the most part. 
I think Biden, when he turned around, had his hand out, thought there was going to be somebody there. He misremembered that there wasn't. I mean, he should have known a person who has got his full faculties would have known there wasn't anybody there. And then he does another quarter turn, and it looks like he was expecting people to be standing behind him. But somebody with their full faculties would have known that that wasn't the case. And as far as turning around and, and talking to the flag, uh, it wasn't like, like he was actually talking to the flag, but somebody with their full faculties would realize you don't turn away from the microphone when you're giving a speech because nobody's going to be able to hear you. So I, I'm just really concerned about that. And, and, and uh, I, somebody said, maybe it was, it was Jason also, about the, the, the Democrats and their delusions, as, as Alec or, or Jason indicated, um, Gee whiz, I think the entire Democratic Party is operating under delusions. You not only have a president that's delusional, but you have an entire party that's under the delusion that a man can get pregnant and uh, a woman could father a child. It, it's, it's craziness out there. But those delusions, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that those delusions are all that much worse than Joe Biden's dementia delusions at this point, except for having the finger on the button, being the guy that can call in the military for whatever. Uh, it, it, that's frightening. I think, uh, David and uh, Pastor Bender, uh, your arguments would make sense if you're talking about someone that doesn't have dementia. Oh, he thought someone was going to be there or was expecting someone. But the, what if he does have dementia? If he does have dementia, as many people suspect, including doctors, then the most logical conclusion is that he really saw someone there. That is what it looks like. He turned sharply around, stuck out his hand. No one was there. Then you see him wandering around the States and Seth, where did that person go? Where is that person now? I think that he hallucinated. That's going to be my opinion. Alec, you. Can you imagine if Ronald Reagan had pulled a move like this, what we'd be hearing in the press? Of course. Yeah, they would be talking about, you know, Trump. guys seeing things. Yeah, and, and look, I'm not doubting that, uh, Joe, there's a case for dementia here with any of his antics. I mean, my my grandmother on my mother's side right now, she has dementia, and it is a uh, a horrible disease. You know, she she doesn't remember all of her family members, unfortunately. Um, I'm just giving you my observations as I look at these videos. I'd have to study that first handshake video, but in looking at it very quickly, just a couple times, it looks like the hand goes out prior to him looking and seeing that no one is there. You know, I don't know what's going on in this guy's head. He might think that there's a, a, plane, a plane have, behind him or a, a, a horse. You have no peripheral vision whatsoever. You stick your hand out like that and not see someone there. I think you're giving him way too much credit thinking he has peripheral vision. <laughs> well, um, I, I actually uh, was the one recording the video and everything, and he looks in that direction before he sticks his hands out. <laughs> so it's not it, – he he's looking forward, he turns, and then sticks his hand out like he saw somebody. Yeah. That's, that's what he actually did. The bottom line. And, and, and I also wanted to point something out. Now, we are having this discussion – in a legitimate way, right? Like this is actually something that happened and you really have a reason to be concerned about it. But uh, before 
Biden was Trump, and, and, and they would make up all kinds of crazy accusations against Trump that weren't real and that weren't even reasonable at all in talking about the threat of having a person like that in office. And now they are acting as though it is completely okay to have somebody who is almost definitely in in some sort of state of dementia. Yeah. You yeah. Know? A doddering, confused well, that, old man. Yeah, and that's the thing is that the more, you know, they, they think it's funny because it's Biden, they excuse it. And here's the thing. It's, it's really a brilliant strategy that they have because the more that they excuse his fumbles and all these mental errors, the more, as we talked about before, I think Alan mentioned, Alec mentioned it, is that the more that the Democratic Party that's under him can follow in his lead, where we can say, you know, um, Pelosi can make an error. AOC can make an error. And it's okay because their leader, Joe Biden, does it. We excuse him, so we're going to excuse the entire party. Well, I certainly think that if dementia leads to hallucinations, that they better make sure the president isn't hallucinating. But we can throw out our own uh, suspicions as to exactly what occurred there. But one thing we do know is if he has dementia, it can lead to hallucinations. This looks like an event where he did hallucinate, and they better make sure the most powerful seat in the entire world is not being run by a guy that sees things and believes things that aren't real. Alec. The mere fact that we're having this conversation and we about this video just says so much because the presidency is so much about optics, and you would never see a president before this being allowed to make these mistakes and or being just capable of making these mistakes. You you just led into our next uh, video clip that we want to show, but Pastor, you had something yeah, you I wanted got one, to add? I got one final thought, and then we'll go to the next topic. My hope is, you want to hear my hope, Marty? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> my, hope is, my hope is, is that we are all hallucinating that Joe Biden is the president. <laughs> I hope I we hope, have it's not him, it's us. I, yeah, I hope we I hope for our for his, for our sake, I'm trying to think whose sake, but for our sake, we do have dementia that we're hallucinating that we turn around one day and Biden isn't there as our quote unquote president. Well, Alec, you said something about uh, the White House staff making sure that uh, he is not in a position where he appears as to be a dementia-ridden leader of the world. And apparently, they agree because our next clip we're going to show mm. took place outside of the White House during the Easter egg competition when President Biden was talking to a reporter about Afghanistan and the Easter Bunny had to come rescue the president. Let's show that clip, Michael. All right, did you see the fear on his face when he saw that Easter bunny? <laughs> it was like Scrooge I mean, in the Ghost of Christmas Past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it terrified him. He did not know what that was coming up beside him. He was just... I'm wondering... Maybe, who, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, maybe that's what he was expecting on stage. Well, <laughs> yeah, it, right. it, it could be what he was expecting on stage. Um, but you, may, you have to wonder. I wonder if he thought, am I hallucinating this? Or is this real, this mammoth Easter bunny that's now coming after me with his arms waving up and down, right? 
what were you going to say? I just want to know who's playing the Easter Bunny. Who's got that outfit on? Like maybe that was Hunter or something. Uh, It was uh, a woman in charge of White House messaging. I don't know her name. I can't recall. It wasn't like Barack Obama or somebody. No, no. So, but it's important to know that it was someone in the White House in charge of messaging, meaning that person saw Biden talking to a reporter who she thought better not be talking to a reporter. Imagine if that was Donald Trump talking to a reporter and the Easter Bunny came up to him and said, oh, no, you got to move away. He would have smacked the Easter Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Do we how how do we know, though, that it was the the representative for White House messaging? Was there a. Was there a reveal? Of yeah, who they there were? was a reveal. Uh, there was pictures of her at her computer, and she took off her mask and all that stuff, and showed that. Well, whether it was staged afterwards, or, I don't know. Yeah. But you know, apparently, the way we're led to believe is just that the pictures were taken before the Easter egg roll competition, and uh, she showed her face, who she was. Uh, but if the White House messaging department has to make sure that Biden doesn't come close to a reporter and start talking. You know, I doubt if she knew what he was talking about, right? I mean, she had an Easter bunny outfit on. All she knew is that he was talking to a reporter and we cannot have that. That sounds like a white house staff that knows this president is suffering from dementia and without his cue cards and talking points in front of him, a teleprompter in front of him, that's going to be dangerous for the white house. Yeah. That's how I see this. Well, but that, that feeds into my theory that Biden really is just a puppet. And I think that's pretty obvious. He's like, he's a, he's a distraction. He's like, he, he just exists to take bullets and to be ridiculed. While the real government does what the real government wants to do. All right. And how many people here have actually watched the movie, the 1950 movie Harvey starring Jimmy Stewart, who believes that he has a rabbit next to him, a six foot something inch rabbit next to him. I was in Not that a, play in high he was school. In the play, yeah. Pastor Bender. I never, I've never even heard of it. Oh, you've never even heard of the movie. What was it called? Harvey. He's too young. Harvey. Yeah. So the rabbit's <laughs> name is Harvey, and Jimmy Stewart is running around town with this imaginary rabbit. He's this nice old man, and everybody loves him, and he's sweet. And, and but the only thing about him is that he has this imaginary friend named Harvey. He's yeah. a giant rabbit. And David, you've seen the movie. I have. I have. And I have to, I'm going to point out that Jimmy Stewart, the lead character in the movie, explains at some point that it wasn't really a rabbit. It was a puka. <laughs> had to get that in there. <laughs> get there. All right. So uh, Michael and I have analyzed this, uh, all these tapes. Michael more than me because he had to actually put it all together. had to study it. And we think we have solved the issue of this whole thing, of who Biden was trying to shake hands with and uh, what this was all about. So, Michael, do you want to play the tape? Does Elwood see anybody these days? Oh, yes, Aunt Ethel. Elwood sees somebody. Yes, Aunt Ethel, he does. God bless you. And now, Aunt Ethel, I'd like you to meet Harvey. Harvey, you've heard me speak of Aunt Ethel Chauvinet. She's one of my oldest and dearest friends. Who's Harvey? A white rabbit, six feet tall. 
Six feet. Six feet, three and a half inches. Now, let's stick to the facts. American manufacturing. And if my my dad were watching now, he'd passed away, be watching. Mad at me, say, excuse my back. I said, excuse my back. I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. Hardy lives at our house. Elwood buys theater tickets and railroad tickets for both of them. Well, I'll be swizzled. Well, anyway, I was walking down along the street and I, I heard this voice saying, Good evening, Mr. Dowd. Well, I, I turned around, and here was this big six-foot rabbit leaning up against a lamppost. They neglected to tell you at medical school that a rabbit has large pointed ears. Do you know what you've done? You've allowed a psychopathic case to walk out of here and roam around with an overgrown white rabbit. It's a warm-hearted tale that proves there's no power like the power of the imagination. Stock up now on this Oscar-winning classic the whole family will enjoy. Harvey, finally released on video cassette. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so all you listeners of this program and didn't see the video of this, you got to watch the video of uh, how we solved the problem of Biden and his imaginary friend, the rabbit. Elwood so, Biden. All right, so anybody got any closing comments on this? I'm kind of speechless after seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job. Yeah, well, Michael did a good job putting that together, and I think everybody will enjoy it. And we might take that uh, video and just put it up by itself somewhere on uh, Facebook or YouTube for as long as it will last before somebody suppresses it, takes it down, cancels us, kicks us off YouTube, or whatever the punishment's going to be for putting it up there. It's a good thing we can laugh about this, and we are having a good laugh about it. But um, keep in mind that if Biden goes... If they take him out of office, if something happens, who's going to be put in next? Well, I mean, I, I, that's a good question. Now, of course, you know, Harris is the le obvious choice, right? Maybe we should just have a junta or something. But I, I don't know that Harris can be any worse than what this administration is doing right now, can it? I mean, we would have to listen to her cackling. and Right. We don't want to hear that. She's already done all the stuff Biden has practically. She's already been ridiculed. So you know, she steps into the office and... Jen Psaki will, you know, still still be there crying on TV about, you know, transgenders not getting their puberty blockers. Well, didn't she take a job with uh, one of the mainstream media networks? Well, mm -hmm. I thought she rolled back on that, right? She said she was, and then the media blasted she, her. Oh, she circled, being, she circled uh, back yeah, on Yeah, and then she said, well, she's still thinking about it. I don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> Nobody knows what anybody's doing in this administration. And... and and I, I would deny that it was a mainstream media outlet. It was MSNBC. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing so much walking back that they're walking back like right into each other and falling all over each other. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, watching, listening. If you are listening, again, watch it. Look at these videos. I think it'll, you'll be shocked. And uh, also remember to hit the subscribe button, like us. We're on lots of different podcast apps out there, all of them asking you to give us a review, to give us some stars, to make some comments, and 
throw some love on us so the uh, so that we can actually climb in the rankings. We're not doing bad right now. We're still in the top 25% of podcasts out there. But uh, why not get bigger? Why not uh, increase our reach? So uh, please do that for us. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Shout Out Patriots. Thank you for joining in. Bye-bye.